0: Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host and founder of BricktownBuckets.com, Rylan Stiles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Stiles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O-ThunderPod. Email the show, L-O-ThunderPod at gmail.com. Call into the show, 405-362-7128. On today's show. We're going to recap the Spurs game, do Stockwatch Friday, and preview All-Star Weekend. We start the way we always do with the game overview. In this game, George Hill was out, of course. Uh, Hemadu Diallo was out, of course, as was Al Horford for the rest on the second night of back-to-back, as we all expected. And then LeBron Aldridge was out. Uh, Derek White was out. They had a lot of key pieces. Rudy Gay was out uh, of the Spurs missing as well. This game was an absolute thriller. I mean, it was a a pretty fun game to watch. The Thunder had some really strong offense in that first quarter to kind of break out of that slump they were in yesterday where they just couldn't hit water out of a boat. The most impressive thing about this game is actually not SGH 33.9, which is incredibly impressive. So that kind of goes to show what the underlining impressiveness, if that's going to be a word to use, is here, even past SGA's individual night, this team, all right, I want you to factor this in real quick. This team, put aside the preseason expectation, put aside the preseason hopes and dreams either side, the cold-hearted facts of this specific game is that this team and the Thunder came in on the second night of a back-to-back, in which the first night they were atrocious. They played about as bad offensively as you can ever hope to play in terms of missing shots, having no rhythm, and things of that nature. They couldn't get anything to fall, and they had to play right back again in 24 hours. This game was also the final hurdle to clear before you get to go decompress. You get to go reset. In a year that these guys probably have not been around their family and friends as much as a normal, typical year, I mean, it's been boom, boom, boom. You're playing nine games in 12 days. Especially these younger guys. These younger guys only got into the league whenever the season was so spread out. And you had eliminated most of the back-to-backs. And you had eliminated most of the three games and four nights type of scene. These guys aren't used to that. Well, especially the young guys. So you finally get to clear that hurdle of, of not only the games played, but you get to go back and see your family, have some time, yours personally, off. You're You're just 48 minutes away from that. Again, second not of back-to-back, had a really bad first game. Now throw on top of all that the fact that you were down three key pieces of your rotation. You were down George Hill, your starting guard. You were down Al Horford, your starting center. You were down Hamadou Diallo, who was your spark plug off the bench. And then you start this game. And after a back-and-forth first quarter, we talked about the offense, The Thunder come out in the second frame, and they score 23 points. And then they get down by 14 points. So you can see the finish line of the first half. You can see your vacation, your off time, right ahead of you. You don't have three guys that you desperately need for this team. You played a bad game last night that you want to forget And now you're down 14 immediately on the road. But this team doesn't quit. This team has amazing fight in them. This team doesn't know how to roll over. This team doesn't know how to take their beating. Listen, I've said this before about this team. If I gave you all those scenarios heading into tonight, if I gave you just that picture at noon today, right before the game, and I said, listen, in a couple hours, the Thunder will be without two starters and a key bench player. They'll be down 14. The All-Star breaks right ahead of them in which nobody's going to the All-Star festivities. The Thunder not have a single person participating in any form of the All-Star. So, so this is all just their time off. They can do whatever they want to. They can see all of that, just the lights ahead at the end of the tunnel. You would have been totally okay and would have totally accepted if they packed it in. As many teams have done around the league tonight, you would have been absolutely fine with it. There'd be no complaints. I wouldn't be on here ripping them up and down for their effort. No respectable person would. We'd all kind of nod and say, yeah, you know that happens. It's what happens to me. Whenever you got time off at your job, I'm sure your last day in the office before vacation is not very productive. Same thing here. It's their job. In a night that they had every excuse, they had every excuse in the book not to play with effort, not to play with energy, not to play with heart, not to throw a counterpunch, just to pack it in. They had every excuse in the book to do that. But they didn't. They kept pounding. They kept fighting. They carried the fight for 48 minutes. They did all that stuff that sounds cliche. It sounds hokey. It sounds coach-speaky. But Mark Zagnot has this team believing it. He has this team buying in. And when you start the conversation about tanking, that's the difference. Look at Houston. Their roster has a lot of guys that won't buy in. They have a lot of guys who have been around the block a time or two. They have a lot of guys who understand when to pack it in. They have veterans. They understand when a game is supposed to be out of reach in the NBA. They understand when it's acceptable to just kind of move on to the next one. This Thunder team does not move on to the next one until the next one has arised or Rose, however you want to put it. It's been incredible to watch half a season worth of this team buying in. And that's a tribute to Mark Degnot. This team right now sits as close to the play-in tournament, closer even to the play-in tournament, than they do to Cade Cunningham, than they do to being that top three team in the lottery even being in the top five of the lottery. This season is still not lost on either side. But again, we're getting towards that point of it's time to make a decision. Oklahoma City has to decide what they are, who they are, and when they're what they're going to be. Because what's happening right now, the back and forth, the 500, the mediocrity, this is the doomsday scenario right now. The doomsday scenario is being the eighth team in the pre-lottery odds. You need to be in the playoffs or you need to be at the top of the lottery. That's it. So I think that this all-star break and leading up to the deadline on March 24th, March 25th, I should say, will be a gut check time. Do the Thunder want to make a playoff push and make the playoffs again? Or do they want to try to get that star alongside SGA? You can make the argument for both sides, for for the tanking part of it, It's look at SGA right now and then pair him with Cade Cunningham, pair him with Jalen Green, pair him with any of these other players. And it's all up to the Thunder now. This is all on the Thunder pick. There is no no fantasy scenario in which the Thunder just let Miami be bad. Miami's not bad. Miami's a 500 team and they're getting better, right? Miami's a 500 team. They're going to get better. They're in the lottery. At at best for Oklahoma City, maybe, maybe the, the, the Heat will get the 14th pick outside the lottery with a... 2.4% chance to leap up, which is not going to happen. It's simply not going to happen. So the Miami pick is done. The Houston pick, they've lost 13 straight games in Houston. That pick has a 52% chance of not conveying to the Thunder. The only way it conveys to the Thunder is if it's the fifth overall pick. Now the fifth overall pick in this draft is incredibly valuable. So that's still a really good thing for Oklahoma City. But... The onus is on the Thunder if they want that top four pick because the Heat are not going to do it for them. And of course, the the Rockets pick is absolutely locked up if it's a top four pick. So if that Rockets pick does not land at five or worse, you're going to end up with that Miami pick in the non-lottery portion. So in terms of getting that next star, the future has to be in the hands of Oklahoma City. Most people know that, but I just want to get that out there because I know there's some confusion around the picks. Now, the Thunder can make a playoff push you can you can map that out, or you can map out them going for Cade Cunningham. Still, neither side is is lost. Neither side is uh, wrong yet. Neither side is anything quite yet. Uh, but they do need to figure it out, and they do need to be more defined with it quickly. And I saw on Twitter from uh, SportsFan405 405 or 405 SportsFan, something like that. He he is everywhere on Twitter. He listens to I think every podcast known to man about the Thunder. He's a great. You know, listener, active listener on everybody's stuff, and and uh, he he mentioned. You know, I hope that these players are happy with mediocrity, and I want to talk about why that's such a bad mindset to be in coming up. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sport action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV real-time updated odds and prop bets on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website or use your mobile advice to sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportbook Experts, again, BetOnline.ag, promo code locked on 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's that simple. It's that easy. I use betonline.ag to bet on all the Thunder games. So go join me over there at betonline.ag. Use promo code LOCKEDON. Get 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit.
1: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner. And Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I want to talk about uh, our good friends over at the Locked On Today Podcast. Today on Locked On Today Podcast, Big Ben is back in the yellow and black. Is that a good thing, though? for the Pittsburgh Steelers get more of the sport and usually in less time with a new Locked On today podcast, subscribe to Locked On today, wherever you get podcasts from. So I, I want to talk right now real quick about the tweet I got from sports fan four Oh five. Again, uh, seems like a, a like an active thunder fan, a nice listener that again is just on every other show, uh, to, you know, interacting with the hosts and stuff like that. So we really appreciate that. I'm sure I can speak for all the other podcast hosts around the thunder scene, but he mentioned something that I find very, uh, Interesting that, that people are, are maybe thinking this way and also that I want to kind of talk about because he said that you know I, I hope that the players are excited about locking in their mediocrity. I understand everyone who's on their own sides, right? I understand the people who want to tank. I understand the people who want to make the playoffs. You all know where I'm at, right? I understand the tanking side and I understand the playoff side. My side is don't be in the middle, there's positive things about the playoffs. There's positive things about the tanking part of it. If I was a GM, if I was someone in control of this, which obviously I'm not in control of what happens, but if I was in control of what happened, I'd want to tank and pair SGA with a Cade Cunningham or AJ then Green or someone of that ilk. However, to say that you hope the players are just as excited about their mediocrity under the tweet where I laid out, you know, second time of a back-to-back and they play with such effort that you just can't teach. I laid all that out in the tweet as well and that's where he posted that under. Listen, it's not on the players. And this is kind of a tricky mindset because you're not used to this kind of mindset. But listen, it's the same thing with a contending team. This is all on the front office. The players are doing their job. The players are always going to go out there and give 100%. And if you thought that tanking involve the players you're just outright ridiculous and wrong the players are not in on the tank the players are going to go compete for 48 minutes every single night as i have said that they will the entire length of this podcast you know going back to may going back to august december any time from you want i've always said that i mean, been consistent with that the players as everyone knows are going to try to win so it's not on the players the players are excited if they win obviously the players are going to be excited if they win enough games to make the playoffs the players are going to be excited if they win any game, period, the rest of the way. Every single time, they'll be excited. They don't care about picks or about lotteries or about Kate Cunningham. They don't care. They care about the people in their locker room. They care about winning each game that they can. If you're upset about where this team's at right now, if you're upset that they are not losing more, it's not the players that you're upset about, or you're upset at. It is the front office. Just as you can try to win a championship, and you can put together a team that is trying to win, but it's just not good enough, as we've seen in Oklahoma City since Kevin Durant left. You're trying. You know, you're know, you putting together Paul George Russell Westbrook. You're putting together Paul George, Russ, and, and, and Carmelo. You're, you're putting all that together. You're trying to win, but it just was never good enough. You can do the same thing for tanking. You can be trying to tank, but you don't have the right components to be a tanking team. Houston... They have the right components. They don't have as many talented young players as the Thunder do. They have some veterans who are okay with losing, okay with packing it in and not giving that 120% effort each and every night. And that results in a 13-game losing streak. They don't have as strong of a culture. They don't have as good of a head coach. Again, these are both first-year guys. It's not like Mark Dayton is some... You know, seasoned veteran who's been around the block a time or two and has the ear of players. It's just his personality to automatically gain that respect quickly from his players. And one coach has their team 15 and 21. The other coach has their team 11, and 23 or 13 straight losses. But tanking is not about the players. It's about the front office. So if you are upset with where this record is at and where the Thunder are at, you are upset with Sam Presti. That's not to say that this is going to be a total failure and that Sam Preston needs to be fired or anything like that. But if you do want to point fingers, it's not the players. It's the roster construction. This team right now is too good to tank because of the effort that they give. And let's also point out the Thunder have gotten a lot of good breaks. Think about how many times the Thunder have played a team that's shorthanded. It's been almost every game. You play the Mavs without Luka. They happened to win last night. You play the, the Spurs without LaMarcus Aldridge or Rudy Gay or Derek White or Devin Vassell or any of these other uh, key pieces to San Antonio. On down the list of just on and on of, of, of teams missing key guys against Oklahoma City. Will that continue in the second half? Who knows? But sadly, we sit here at the end of the first half on March 5th, and we don't know a whole lot. The Thunder are 15-21. and 21. They're under 500. They're four and six in their last 10, which has been the same for like a week, it feels like. They have a 21% chance of, or 23% chance of leaping into the top four and a 5.2% chance of getting the top overall pick. They are, in this case scenario, three games out of seeding themselves within the top three of tankathon.com in the lot, in the pre-lottery odds. They're, they're only three games out of doing that. They're also only a game or so out of the play-in. Like, we don't know anything, really, about this team. I will say. If you are on team playoffs. And make the playoffs. Playoffs? Are you kidding me? Playoffs? If you're on team playoffs. Look that the Thunder. Have. Done all of this in games that they don't have George Hill. They haven't had George Hill for a month. More than a month. And they're still. you know Floating along right here in the middle. They've been without Al Horford. For many a games in this stretch should has been floating along. So if we can all agree that it's still seemingly unlikely that the Thunder trade out Horford, so he's going to be here for the long term, and he'll just continue to rest on second nights of back-to-back. He'll be here at least until the end of the year, and I think he gets moved in the offseason. If you agree with me there, right, so if Pinch in out Horford to be here, even if you trade George Hill, you haven't had him for a month, this is kind of what the team's still going to do, right? And there's also you know arguments to be made that Darius Baisley, will be a lot better in the second half. Tail Maldon could kind of truly find his footing, even though he's looked really good in the first half, just truly get more comfortable and with more comfortability becomes more success. And there's a possibility this team gets even better, even with a George Hill trade. Like a George Hill trade is not the magic elixir to making this team bad because they've played without George Hill for quite a while. And when George Hill was playing, he only had a handful of games in which he was a true difference maker. And that's why I think that you're seeing some people who, who are all aboard the tank train push the panic button some because while they are still within striking distance, they're, they're still right there, right within striking distance of the top three pick you know, pre-lottery. They also don't have this pathway to get worse because of the George Hill factor of him not playing. So he's not part of the reason why you're winning these games. It'll be truly fascinating to see what this team does. I've said it before, I'll say it again. The only bad case or the only bad outcome is going into lottery night and being eighth. It's heading into lottery night and you're sitting at 10 with a 3% chance of stealing that first overall pick and only a 13% chance of leaping into the top four. That's the worst case scenario where, where you're also not rewarded with a playoff trip. The playoffs are not the bad place. The top of the lottery is not the bad place. The bad place says 8, 10, 11, areas like that. I think that that might be the cause of most frustrations with Thunder fans is because you don't know if this team's good or bad. Like you don't. There's there's instances where they look really bad. The numbers say that they're bad. The situations don't give you a clear cut. Okay, they're beating teams, but they're beating some teams without their best players. You don't know what they are. and We've played a month of the year. And we'll see what happens in the second half, but what you should be hoping for is that this team does not finish in the middle. Coming up, I'm going to talk about this game as a whole, talk about All-Star Weekend, and much more. But I do want to tell you about our good friends over at Blue Chew. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Blue Chew making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis but in chewable form. And at a fraction of the cost, Blue Chew's tablet combines all forms of ED and can help men gain extra confidence for when it's time to perform. Blue Chew is an online prescription service. There is no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a very discreet package. Uh, the process is simple. something type BlueChew.com uh, or a uh, consulate with one of our licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. Blue Chew's licensed medicine providers work with you to find the right ingredients and strength for your prescription. Don't like swallowing a pill? That's no problem here because Blue Chew's, Psyllidophil, and Tadalafil tablets are chewable. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and they prepare and ship direct. So it's cheaper than a pharmacy. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit BlueChew.com for more details and important health and safety information. And we've got a special deal for all listeners. Try BlueChew free when you use our promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. Just pay the $5 shipping, that's BlueChew.com, promo code Locked On to receive your first month free, and we thank BlueChew
1: Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: We're back on the Locked On Thunder podcast. I want to tell you when this podcast is over, check out Locked On Fantasy Basketball. When you need fantasy basketball advice, it's important you have a reliable source. More people trust Josh Lloyd host of Locked On Fantasy Basketball, than any other fantasy basketball podcast. Subscribe to the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world, Locked On Fantasy Basketball, wherever you get your podcast from, including the Radio.com app. In this game, SGA was special. I mean, He was absolutely special. He displayed great passing ability. The way that he is able to thread the needle on bounce passes is special, Eight assists tonight, 33 points tonight on 57% shooting from the floor, 50% from beyond the arc. After the game, SGA says that he thinks he misses too much. He thought that he missed too much in this game. A game in which he shot 57% from the floor. This guy is incredible. And he's shooting 90% in this game from the free throw line, an area in which he struggled in earlier in the year. He goes 9 for 10 tonight, including making a, a technical foul free throw on the tee from DeMar DeRozan. But 33 points, eight assists, three rebounds is amazing. And then factor in only the two turnovers for SGA. He played a phenomenal game and and he really willed this team to a victory. Muscala helped greatly off the bench with four threes to lead the team in three-pointers made and get me my first Thunder Moneyball win in what feels like forever. Isaiah Roby was the Energizer bunny, including the massive dunk and just a poster of Potal. He had 12 points tonight and had six rebounds and two assists, including that just incredible dunk on 57% shooting from the floor. Roby was awesome. Roby deserves a ton of credit. We're a, a, a half end of the year, and Isaiah Roby Island continues to grow. I appreciate all the people mentioning me on Twitter as soon as that dunk went down. Four or five people just started mentioning me like, oh my gosh, did you see that dunk? I really appreciate everyone who mentioned me after that. Isaiah Roby slam. The 14 2 run is what really pulled this game out for Oklahoma City. That was basically sparked by SGA. He had a clutch three with two minutes to go with a hand right in his face. SGA was jaw dropping, absolutely jaw dropping. The effort in SGA are the big storylines. Tail Maldon and Mike Muscala ran a beautiful two man game, and I just love watching Tail Maldon with the ball in his hands. Also in this game, SGA scores 2,000 points. In 100 games for Oklahoma City, he's already scored his 2,000th point in a Thunder uniform. It only took him 100 games. Look, That that seems really good. And I'm not saying that disingenuously. I mean, I don't really know the actual numbers of other players, but it seems like that's really fast to score 2,000 points in one uniform in just 100 games. And it goes back to the conversation we had last night about the shot attempts. SGA shot attempts are different. They're, they're not really noticeable in the sense that they don't stand out like a sore thumb He's not overdoing it. He's taking what the defense gives him, and it has gotten him to 2,000 points already, over 2,000 points in this game now, but, but 2,000 points already for Oklahoma City. Going back to the tail mouth, on, there were some moments here where he had the ball in his hand and he made some mistakes for about three possessions straight, it felt like, and you know, he was kind of uh, pressing a little bit with the ball in his hands whenever he was alone out there without a SGA, and I think that that is a good thing because it shows the trust that the 19-year-old rookie second-round pick who was late to training camp because the trade didn't go through until about midway through training camp. It wasn't his fault he was late, but still, he liked the training camp and then had the kind of visa thing with the preseason and only played like, what, one preseason game? You know, even with all those factors, the 19-year-old second-round pick is already gaining the trust and the and the kind of belief in him from Mark Dagnott, who is just going to say, you know what? The second unit is yours. You control the game. You control the offense. If you make mistakes, it's no big deal. Go back and do it again. Having that high usage, having that high amount of times with bonus hands, is really good for the second round pick and uh, Tail Maldon. I mentioned for the money ball pick, I picked Mike Muscala that cashed in. For the bet of the day outcome, I picked Oklahoma City plus six and a half. It's now time for the MVP of the game. MVP,
1: MVP, MVP. MVP right
0: now. You are the real MVP. So the MVP of this game has to be Shea. I'm running out of ways to describe how crafty he is at the rim, the way that he can finish through contact, the the way that he just smiles at officials. Literally, he'll get hammered, no call. He'll get up. He maybe will shrug his shoulders a little bit, and then he'll just start smiling and shaking his head. I'm not sure what will be able to get a technical foul on Shea. Because you can't throw a T at him for smiling at you. Like I want to see what the boiling point for Shea looks like, because I think whenever he finally does get that first technical in the NBA, it's going to be some, it's going to be must-see TV. It's gonna be jaw dropping. Like DeMar DeRozan today got a technical foul. You hardly ever see him complaining to the refs. And he was very animated and throwing his arms at the ref. And it kind of stood out to you. Michael Cage, you had mentioned on the broadcast how, how rare that was for DeMar DeRozan. SGA is going to be that kind of player. He's not going to complain. He's not going to get teased all the time. He's going to put his head down. And if it's a really, 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 really bad spot, he might get a technical foul. But I I just don't see how SGA will, will ever get called for a technical foul. But he's the MVP tonight. The ability to get to the line, 10 free throw attempts, the ability to get to the rim. He can even knock down threes. And he picks his spots very well from beyond the arc. And him as a facilitator, he made some incredible passes tonight that, both cashed in for assists as he got eight assists in this game, but also the, the, his teammates did not come through for him. That were just amazing. I don't know how he makes so many great bounce passes. Bounce passes are incredibly hard at higher levels. You know, as you climb up the ranks of elementary to middle school, high school, college you know, on through, they get more and more difficult and he makes it look easy. And, and he always is on the money. That's one of the bigger storylines of the first half is that SGA is really good with the ball in his hands and he is a really good playmaker. He really is good at passing and driving and kicking and setting up his teammates. So SGA wills this team to a win in their final game of the first half, just as he starts the first half with a buzzer peter against Charlotte uh, way back in December. I want to quickly touch on the All-Star Weekend. So the All-Star Weekend will be all condensed into Sunday. We want to have a podcast between now and then, so I want to get my prediction out there. The skills competition is going to be comprised of, of course, Paul Luka Doncic, uh, Robert Covington, Julius Randle, Thunder legend, DeMontis Sabonis, as well as Thunder legend, Chris Paul, and Nikola Vucevic. For me, it comes down to Chris Paul and Luka Doncic. I think that Chris Paul would not have entered this skills competition if he was not going to take it seriously, at least a little bit, and actually try to win. Like, I don't see Chris Paul getting the invitation going, yeah, you know what, sure, I'll I'll join in and I'll just kind of have a little half ass sprint down the floor get knocked out in the first round have a nice laugh maybe he does but to me it doesn't seem like that kind of thing that he'd do I think that he wants to win I think that he's gonna go for it and then Luca is just Luca I mean he's Luca magic he has a skill set to, to win this competition it's between those two for me I'm gonna lean with Chris Paul because I think that, I think that there's a reason why he's in it I think that there's a reason why he said yes and didn't just say no as he easily could have at his at his age and at his tenureship and, and with all that's going on with him so I've got Chris Paul. In the skills competition. The three-point competition. It's going to be Devin Booker, Jalen Brown, Steph Curry, Zach Levine, Donovan Mitchell, and Jason Tatum. I'm knocking out Brown and Tatum. I'm knocking out Mitchell. Those are three that are just gone. I'm left with Booker, Curry, Levine. I'm knocking out Zach Levine too. I'm left with Booker and Curry. I'm taking Booker to go ahead and win another three-point competition here. The dunk contest it's going to be a lot of no-names. I mean, Anthony Simons and Obi Toppin and Cassius Stanley. I think this comes down to Toppin and Stanley. And I'm going to lean with Obi Toppin. I think that Stanley's kind of the the new trendy pick right now. But Toppin threw down some really good breakaway dunks at Dayton. I want to see what he can do in this kind of environment here. And I think that if anyone has a chance to make a mark, right, if anyone has a chance to put their stamp and kind of carve out a, a lane to have more fans and to grow their brand, it's Obi Toppin. If Anthony Simons wins the slam dunk contest, if if Cassius Stanley wins the slam dunk contest, it's going to be forgotten about in a year. If Obi Toppin wins it in New York as a rookie, you know, high first round pick, he'll have more of a staying power than the other guys. I think that he'll bust out some, some great dunks. I think he has the ability to bust out some great dunks. I'm picking Obi Toppin in this one. The All-Star game, I'm going with Team LeBron. Once again, Team LeBron is just stacked. I mean, every year the opposing GM of LeBron just sucks. And Kevin Durant was no different. LeBron has Giannis, Curry, Doncic, Jokic. And then he has Jalen Brown, Paul George, Rudy Gobert, Damian Lillard, DeMonta Sabonis, Ben Simmons, and Chris Paul. That's unfair. Even in an all-star game, that's a super team. Kevin Durant is stuck with Bradley Beal, Joellen Bede, Kyrie Irving, Kawhi Leonard, Jason Tatum, And then Devin Booker, James Harden, Zach Levine, Donovan Mitchell, Julius Randle, Nikola Vucevic, and Zion Williamson. All very good players, all are obvious all-stars, but LeBron just has a way better collection of talent. I got team LeBron by a landslide. I'm sure our good friends over at BetOnline.ag will have some odds on that on Sunday. They have odds on the skills competition, three-point competition, and dunk contest. I am sure of it. Go to BetOnline.ag, use promo code LOCKEDON for 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. This is Locked on Thunder on the Locked on Podcast Network, your teams every day. Subscribe anywhere you get your podcast from. Monday through Friday, you get an episode including bonus pods on the weekend. Uh, so Monday, we're going to recap All-Star Weekend. Next week is going to be still loaded. The, the Thunder are back in action on Thursday, so only a week off in terms of games. They're back in action on Thursday. Monday, we'll recap the All-Star Game. We're going to do first half grades, a second half preview, stories that storylines to follow, questions that need answers. We're going to do all that next week. So subscribe to Locked on Thunder, wherever you get your podcast from. Once again, I'm Rylan Styles. Follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked on Thunder.